What's going on, guys? Support for today's program is brought to you by Manscaped, the Lawnmower 4.0 and Ultra Smooth Package, and they really nailed it this time. So I was using a different trimmer a little while ago, and there was always one area I would get caught up on and pulling on the hair and bleeding and everything, and it was driving me crazy. I could always have to, like, baby my way around it. But a couple months ago, I started using the Lawnmower 4.0. I've had no issues. I breeze right through that area. And there's no more cuts, no more nicks, no more bruises. So everything's going really good. Guys, as bodybuilders, we're hairy as hell. And we always got to keep everything in check. And the least you can do is keep your junk in check for the misses. So listen, go to manscaped.com and use code RBP or go to manscaped.com backslash RBP and get the 20% off plus free shipping. Guys, the performance package 4.0 from Manscaped has taken off across the globe not only in the U.S., also in Canada, the U.K., Australia, and many other countries. Inside the package, you'll get the Lawnmower 4.0, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Trimmer. You guys know you got to keep your ears and nose clean. You'll also get the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Toner, Manscaped Boxer Briefs, and the Travel Bag, which I love. I think it's leather. It feels actually really good, and it's pretty big, so you can fit all your stuff in there. So listen, guys, go to manscaped.com, use code RBP, get 20% off, plus free shipping, or go to manscaped.com backslash RBP and get the 20% off plus free shipping. Enjoy it. I know it's going to help you guys out. It helps me. Thanks for watching guys. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Real Bodybuilding Podcast. This is episode number 124, and I am with my man, Vito. What's up, brother? What? Yeah, man. How you doing? What's going on? Not much, man. Hey, what, Vito, what's your last name, brother? Carfagnolio. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I couldn't pronounce it or else I would have told everybody at the start. It's Calabrese. Okay. <laughs> How are you, man? How how uh, I've been seeing your ads come up. Is Abiad that's short? That's short for what? Uh, Abiadio? That's Italian. <laughs> it got shortened when you came through. Yeah, yeah. When we, uh, I was born in Canada, so my parents cut the Italian part off. Just, I don't know just... what Canada is. <laughs> Where are you at right now? What is this like? Is this your basement apartment, or what are you doing here? We should probably not discuss the particulars of my location. Okay. So I've been seeing your ads come up about your uh, supplement company. How's your supplement? Yes. Com- how's your supplement company doing? Strong, very strong. Yeah. We got um, we got a lot of new products in the works. Um, I've actually been reviewing some of your products. Really? Yeah, but when when we get old, you know, by the time we do our assessment, we'll we'll be putting out the improved version of your products. Okay. <laughs> What's that look like? <laughs> What's that look like, man? What's the improved version? Is it like a better label? Is it just you just copy it exactly? Like what is it? Yeah, well, we see you've got, you know, 25 milligrams of something. We put 30. Oh, I see. That's I just, how it works. I just print new labels. I see. I see. Little little tune-up, little sprinkle. How long, how long have you uh been involved in the bodybuilding industry? About six months. Yeah. So you got some good experience. Yeah. Yeah. 
what do you think of uh what do you think of all the guys doing the arnolds do you think it's a good competition or what they're okay they could use some work yeah are you are you planning on uh competing one day are you planning on like you just started six months ago so are you planning on being a pro like what's the deal with you i don't look like a pro to you <laughs> wow i can't tell you're wearing a jacket i mean you might be you want me to take this off yeah sure let's see what you get let's see what's under there let's see i'm not taking it off no not, you're not gonna do that um so the arnold's guy like you guy like you i'd probably make you feel bad yeah yeah well i've been out of it for a little while so you're, you're probably still fresh you look okay you look okay you've made some progress you could probably use a little more work maybe you can get me on a good cycle you guys do you guys do that at your company too you take care of like both sides of things Fuad, we do everything. You come down, you see me, I'll take care of you. <laughs> okay. Um, the Arnold's is coming up this weekend. You said the guys need a little work. Do you have, I want to, I want to know what Vito's predictions are like, do you know, do you have a favorite for the show? You know, my nephew, he's really into this stuff. Yeah. You might know him. His name's Evan. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know Evan. We're actually good friends. It's a little goofy. <laughs> can't be can't be a little goofy. <laughs> He's probably better for this discussion than me. Let me go get him. Okay, go get Evan. Come back. Go get Evan. Come back. <laughs> Dude, you didn't get stuck talking to my uncle, did you? <laughs> your uncle, your uncle's awesome, man. He's a character. Uh, He's a character, dude. <laughs> dude, he's brutal. <laughs> Dude, how have you been, man? What's going on? I'm good. I'm good. What's new? You, I had no idea you had that in you. Everybody, everybody thinks everybody's got a little veto in them. No, everybody might have a little veto in them, but I didn't know. I didn't know. I don't know. Evan's always the, you know, from the outside in, Evan is always like the dad. Everyone's, everyone's dad. Everyone, Evan is everyone's dad. So I had no idea you had the acting chops to pull it off. I mean, I think I'm probably pretty serious by nature. Like, I just take things seriously, you know, yeah. like I take things to heart. Um, if I approach things, I usually approach them pretty seriously. But, yeah, I mean, I like to have fun, too. I mean, I just things that I find funny. But, yeah, I mean, I guess generally I'm, I'm more of a serious guy, I guess. Who wrote like, I look, the... I look, I look at my dad, right? Yeah. Like, my dad is a serious dude. Like, yeah. you know, I, as I was just talking – the other day with a buddy of mine who's um he's in his late 40s he's got a really successful plumbing company mm. and um you know he's he's every bit let's just say a grown man yeah. right yeah and um big dude you know really good bodybuilder and he'll joke around he'll be like man you know because he he, know, he knows my father yeah he's you know he's been around for family functions stuff like that like, man, you know, I just don't want to say the wrong thing around your dad. You know, he's like, he gives you that look, just yeah. that, that look. And he just, he kind of scares you. Yeah. And, 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 but dude, I've had friends since high school who I'd be like, yo, dude, just come over. And they'd be like, you know, is your dad going to be there? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, he's going to be here. Yeah. It's fine. Why? Yeah. Yeah. No, he makes, you know, I don't know what to think. Does he fucking want to kill me? Does he hate me? Like, no, he doesn't care about you at all, actually. Um, yeah. Like, yo, he just looks at me sometimes and I just feel like he wants to murder me. So yeah. I, I think like, you know, I grew up with a dad who's really serious. 
Um, so I just tend to, to be more serious. Do you think that's, do you think that thing that your dad has, cause my dad was the same way. Do you think that comes with age or do you think it's just that generation? Oh, I think my dad was always a serious dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, because I mean, I remember my dad when I was like maybe five or something. I can, I can remember pretty far back. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. You know, I'm not saying like my dad's a stiff dude or anything. Like he likes to have, you know, he's actually very, very funny. He has a great sense of humor, maybe a little more on the dry side, but he's, he's very intelligent, very clever. Um, and like really pretty witty, but he's always just always been more of a serious dude. Like, um, like a lot of things I think that maybe easily entertain a lot of people. Yeah. Like there's like, I might, I might look at a video of something. I'd be like, oh, that's funny. And I'd be like, mm-hmm. dad, check this out. And he'd just look at me, you know, like he's just, <laughs> he's, and I'm like, oh yeah. fuck, why'd I show him that? And then I, now I feel stupid. Yeah. Um, like he's just not easily amused. Like he's, I don't know. He's just a serious dude. Is your dad easily impressed? Fuck no. Yeah, right. That's... I remember this this was this was 2009, okay? Yeah. And I just won the New York Pro, meaning like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. So <laughs> we're we're backstage, me and my dad. We go backstage with Steve Weinberger mm-hmm. to like, I don't know, we had to sign like sign a couple of things, maybe for the check, get the ring, uh, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. And uh I remember Steve being like, What's like to my dad, like, what what's with you? Like you don't you don't seem happy. Yeah. And my dad's like, I'm happy. <laughs> like, Steve's like, your son just won the New York Pro. Smile, yeah. man. Yeah. And my dad's like, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but that's that's that generation. I think yeah. it's a gen. Maybe it's generational thing. And, and at the time, right, two, 2009, I'm still living home in his house. Mm-hmm. So like, I fucking killed myself for that show. Like. Yeah. Like literally thought like maybe I might die. Yeah, yeah. Like was you know driving to Brooklyn five days a week. Yeah, you were with Oscar back then, weren't you? Dude, it was horrible, horrible. Right. Like, I never, never felt worse in my life. So like I really just I, and plus, aside from just all the physical strain and stress of that prep, like mentally, because it was my first show, my first show as a pro. Yeah. So you know you have all these people being like, ah, he sucks. He's gonna get his ass kicked. Yeah. Um, he's just hype, you know, once he gets on stage with with the big boys, they're gonna, you know, beat beat his ass. Um yeah. so you know, and at the time too, like muscular development didn't renew my contract, I think because they thought I was gonna bomb in New York. Yeah. So there was all this like professional stress on top of the fact that you feel like a, a bag of wet shit yeah. um so and you know my dad witnessed all that so you would think too like maybe he would have like seen it and been like oh man like maybe even share because when i won that show a lot of it aside from like happiness a lot of it was just relief oh yeah i know that feeling like i just felt you, you know the feeling yeah yeah like i just felt like the weight of the world had been lifted it's off like my shoulders just- it's like you can breathe all of a sudden. Dude, like, man, you yeah. feel like you're being suffocated. Yeah. And yeah. um, yeah, so you feel like you can finally breathe. But yeah, man, he didn't he and, and I and I know him well enough to know that he was yeah. excited and he was proud, but he's not the type of dude that's gonna um, you know, be like, come over, come on, give me a hug. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's not like that. 
Um, I think my dad had like 10 conversations with me my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, he was the guy that like went to work and came home. He would walk, he was a welder. He would come in the door. He'd have holes in his fucking wife beater from sparks flying on him and shit. And he would eat his dinner and watch his TV quietly and fucking go to bed. And it was like serious dude. Yeah, man. Serious dude. And, but so my oldest brother kind of took over the role a little bit. And the reason I'm asking about being impressed is did you ever feel like, did you ever feel like you couldn't do enough to impress him? Or did you, or do you feel like the reason the way he was is the reason why you're so successful? Cause you're always pushing to get more. Yeah. Look, man, there's, I don't really give a shit about approval from really anybody. But that's one dude. I, that's one person I want approval from is my right. father. Yes, that's important to me. Like I'm, I'm not on board. You know, with a, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, I don't care. I don't need anybody's approval. And and I think they feel that way even like about their own parents. Yeah. Like growing up, um, you know, they reached a point where I didn't have a very good relationship with my mother. Um, but my father and I always had a very strong relationship. And uh, yeah, man, like that's one dude whose opinion of me matters. Mm-hmm. That's somebody who um, I want his respect and I want his, um, I don't know if admiration is the right word. I mean, like I say my father admires me, but his, I don't know, his something. Uh, did you, did you ever get the pat on the back from him that you wanted? Um, well, you know, it, it's, it's funny because I would hear it from other people. They'd be like, Hey, I saw your dad. He had this picture or he had a magazine of you. And he was telling all about this stuff, this stuff yeah. about how you're doing. And, yeah. and I'm like, he did? Yeah. He didn't say any of that to me. <laughs> That's so crazy. I know that fucking feeling. Exactly. You know, my oldest brother, my oldest brother's like that. If it's like, when it comes to me, it's like, I never get the pat on the back. It's just the yeah. way he is. It's like, he's always driving you to do more, push harder, work harder. And, uh, but all same thing, I'll hear like his buddy will be like, yeah, your brother was showing me your photo on his phone. And this, and I'm like, oh, just, just say that shit to me once. Just, just like one time, you know, like, yeah. You know, it's not like, it's, it's not like I ever, uh, you know, was, was getting ready for a competition and my dad was like, wow, you look good. Like, yeah, no, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think, I don't think so. Maybe it did. I just don't remember, but I don't think so. But that, that, that's fine. Like, that's fine. Because I know that if I was ever like down or I was like, uh, you know, if I went to him and I talked to him and I was like, you know, I'm getting my ass beat. I'm not too sure about this or sure about that. I know he'd be the first one to be like, get the fuck out of here. Like, you're fine. You're good. You're going to kick. You're going to, you're going to crush all those guys or you're going to, yeah. you got it. Don't worry. Um, you're going to do just fine. Like, I know he, those would be the first thing out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <sighs> there's one thing I think you learn as you go through life. Like there's people, well, you, well, you know it better than anybody. You have fans, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's great. It's great having fans and just the very thought that people um, think of, think enough of you to follow you or, yeah. you know, follow the things you put out or offer you words of encouragement, compliments, things like that. And that's all great. Yeah. But you know that when the shit hits the fan, you know, like you, your dad might not be the guy to, to he might not be your fuck. He's not your fucking cheerleader and he's not your fan. But when the shit hits the fan, he's the one who's got your back. No questions yeah. asked. So yeah. really, that's what's important, you know? 
I feel like that generation and not to belabor the point, but I feel like that generation is uh, more of an even keel support. There's no super, super highs and there's no super, they kind of keep you in that, that just keep working, just keep working. I I think it's more real, you know, it's not, it's not a lot of superficial applauding and, you know, wow, you're great. You're great. Well, it's not a lot of that. It's, it's, I I fucking, I'll cover your ass. If you need me to. Yeah. The reason no. I, the reason I kind of went down this road is I know you have kids and do you have, I'm sorry, do you have one daughter or two? Do you have two or one? Two daughters. Or one? Two daughters. Two daughters. How old's the uh, second four, daughter? She, the second one is four. The first one is 10. Wow. Good Time flies, dude. Yeah. 10 already. Oh my God. I, I think I remember you and Branch on the bus, uh, one of the Arnold's talking about what it was like for them to be like one, <laughs> finally being able to like get a response from them. I think I remember Dude, that, that, was, that was literally just last. That was like last weekend. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the reason I went down that road is I want to ask as a father, do you have that same mentality or because we grew up in a different generation, are you more, I don't know, more relatable, more applauding? Well, you know, it, it's tough to compare because I have two girls, right? And it, it's funny because prior to having, you know, my first daughter, you know, you, I think most guys probably in their mind, they're like, I hope it's a boy. Yeah. Don't care either way, obviously, so long as the child is healthy. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of guys, I mean, at least for me, I can't speak for everyone else, but I always felt like, well, if it's a boy, I have more to offer a yeah. boy, like a girl, you know, I mean, uh, how much can I, am I going to be able to relate to her? How much will I be able to, to, to do for her? But then you you realize that that is not true at all. And you realize how awesome it is having a daughter and you're like hyper aware of the fact that if you had a boy, you probably wouldn't be the way with that boy that you are with a girl. Meaning with a girl, you know, you can be a lot, you're a lot more affectionate. Um, you're a lot softer yeah. toward a girl, um, you know, a girl, probably a lot more sensitive yeah. It's a boy, you know, you can't, you can't be that way with a boy. Um, you know, if, my, if a girl is like upset, um, you know, you're going to take the time and say, you know, what's the matter? Are you okay? Um, you know, tell me about it, blah, blah, blah. When it's a boy, you know, maybe a little bit of that to some extent, but the bottom line is going to have to be, you know, listen, dude, cut the crap, keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> you know you can't you can you just so you it's just the way it's just the way it is so you'd probably be more like your dad if you had a boy because you'd probably teach him to be a little bit rougher and a little bit yeah that's the point you know you get you're raising you know you have to raise a man now listen I, I, i'm not thinking okay I'm, I'm raising girls to just be taken care of by some guy no i mean i want my daughters capable and independent yeah. um and self-sufficient and all those things so, you know, in order to do that, you still have to have a certain degree of, of sternness and, um, you know, you, you can't just totally baby them and, and forgive everything and turn them into brats. Yeah. Um, but with a boy, I just think there's a lot more, and, you know, maybe somebody would say I'm wrong or maybe the new way of thinking, uh, would say, well, why, why would you be any different toward a boy than you are toward a yeah. girl? Well, I think boys are different than girls. They just are. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think one of the main things you said was sensitivity. I think there has to be, 
even if you even if you're raising like my sister is a strong independent businesswoman like she's very well put together and takes care of business right but she's still sensitive and my parents still treat my parents still treated her she was almost almost on a pedestal compared to four boys that were there right but she had her she had her own room we all slept in one room together (laughs) So so it's like I mean, I get it. I get what you're saying. There's just a different standard, even though you're still trying to raise a strong woman, it's still a different standard. Still different. And, um, you know, with a boy, it's not like I, I would ignore, you know, if there was something wrong or, yeah. you know, it's, there's nothing wrong with, with a guy having a certain amount of sensitivity, yeah. but look, I mean, look, look at the way it is. You're a guy. It, it's, uh, maybe now more than ever, everything's your fault. You're to blame for everything, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah so yeah you, you you better have thick skin and you better fucking be tough because yeah. you're going to be blamed for everything that's true that's true um so a little bit about you dude we haven't talked in a long time and the last time we spoke at length you were getting ready for a contest and then the contest because of uh the pandemic got moved to tampa new york yeah. got moved new york got moved to tampa and mm-hmm. you wanted to compete in front of your hometown obviously which makes sense so then that got canceled, put on hold. And is there anything in the future? Like, is, is Evan still competing ever? I mean, I'm not ruling it out. It just hasn't been, um, I don't know. There's, you know, New York is still not in New York. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it, it hasn't been the, the first thing on my mind. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit beat up if we're being honest. In what um, way? In what way? Like physically? Dude. You know, I think, I think I've got a torn labrum in my hip. <laughs> is, that um, what, is that, I think that's what, uh, is that what Roman just had replaced? I know he had his hip replaced, but I don't know if it's he had a full on hip replacement, right? Yeah. 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 I so, mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I haven't, it, it's been almost a year now. And, and at one point, dude, for like three or four months, like I couldn't even walk right. Really? Like I was like walking with a limp. It was so bad. Like, if it was if it was Tuesday afternoon and I'm like fuck the garbage has to go out you know I, I don't I don't even want to take it out like I don't even want to walk it's just so bad yeah, yeah. um and, and it's way better than that now um uh, to be totally honest I, I've had I've been lucky to have a couple people reach out to me um you, you know you know Charles Lothian yes Australian photographer. The photographer yeah 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 Charles and I talk often he's a great dude. And uh, we were actually talking about it. And there's another Australian, I believe he's a, he's a doctor. His name's Andrew Locke. Okay. And we touched base, but I, I have yet to follow up and send him. You know, he, he wanted a couple videos of me performing some movements and showing stuff because he was, he was like, honestly, dude, he's like, I think I can, I can help you. Okay. Uh, and, and the more you read about the injury, you know, like labral tears and stuff, you know, half of the, half of it is, well, you have to get surgery. And then the other half is like, well, I was told I needed surgery, but I did certain exercises and I strengthened certain things and I changed this and I changed that. And I'm totally fine now. Okay. Uh, and, and to really just kind of blame myself, I just haven't probably done what I should be doing to, to try to improve, improve upon it. Do you think, and I, and I've experienced this myself and that's why I'm asking, do you think the longer you're away from the sport, the harder it is to get that fire back? Or, or before you answer, or do you think it's more that because you can't perform the way you used to, it's not as exciting for you? Well, that's, that's very much a part of it. You know, 
you you know you know better than anybody how hard you have to train in order to be at your best yeah in order to be you know in contention to be a contender to be competitive in in the the worst feeling for a bodybuilder competing is stressful right it puts a lot of weight on your shoulders if if you're a good bodybuilder competing is stressful because you put a lot of pressure on yourself uh and and as you know the the better you become the more the more success you have the higher the level you compete at the greater that pressure becomes and the only thing that gives you peace of mind when you're headed into a competition because Dude, you know, you know how it is. You're facing some really great bodybuilders. At that level, everyone is incredible. Yeah. And the only thing that gives you any kind of peace of mind or any sanity is your training. And when I say your training, I mean knowing, okay, I broke my ass that session. And every day, you're like, okay, I didn't deviate from the diet. And I pushed myself as far as I possibly could in the gym. And that's the only way you maintain any kind of confidence or any sanity uh, throughout the process. So, you know, we're, we've been doing this long enough where a diet is not a problem. Yeah. But training, especially once you start racking up some injuries and, you, you know, your body's taking some abuse from, I mean, look, by this time, you know, we're approaching 40 been training hard i'm past i'm past past 40 you are how old 43 actually 43 43 in like three weeks so you got more than 20 years of consistent hard training yeah in the bucket yeah dude that's a lot of fucking beatings man it's a lot of squats (laughs) that's a lot of weight moved you you really you, you you put a lot of wear and tear on your body um and yeah, training is hard enough. Training hard is hard enough. As you get older and you've been doing this long enough, you realize that training is not the hard part. The hard part is having the ability to train hard, meaning yeah. you, know, you know, you don't have injuries and things holding you back. You'd give anything to step into a squat rack and the only pain you feel being the pain of the squats, not you know, it not means, just squatting, you know, you, yeah. you get up in the morning and you drop something. You're like, oh, fuck. Dude. I, I gotta... uh, so I think it was, so we have this employee that works for us. He just started and he's like 28 or 29. I think I don't remember. He's strong as fuck. Okay. He's not like, he's a good bodybuilder. Like he's still an amateur. He's coming up, but he's strong, <laughs> strong as like anything. Right. So he's doing like 10 plates on the hack squat and it's, it's a little bit, it's still a lot of weight, but it's a little bit lighter hack squat, but still, it's still a lot of weight. So I'm like, I'm feeling it. Right. Cause I'm older and I'm like, my knees you're hurt. watching them and you're like, you're like picturing your kneecaps, like flying <laughs> off. Like, no, but, but there's the ego side of me also. That's like, I can't, this guy works for me, man. I got to keep up. Right. So I'm like, so this is what happened. So this has been going on for like two months. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go at it. So I go in there for legs. And I remember John told me this a long time ago, right? John said to me one day, he's like, I can still squat 500, but I won't walk for three weeks. And I never, and it didn't register like what that actually meant until this session. So I go in, I get up to eight plates and it's the most I've done on this hack squat, feeling really proud of myself. Right. I'm like, I mean, I crushed that workout. I feel great. 
Next day I wake up. And since that workout, which was probably three weeks ago now, my knees have been a disaster. And I'm like, and I, I think that's like kind of going to the point that you're making, which is I would give anything to get in there and just feel pain of the muscle. It's like, Dude, yeah. I gladly go and puke my brains out in the corner because <laughs> I push myself so hard. Like, yeah, that's 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 nothing. Yeah, yeah. So, what you're saying is being away. From, okay, well, you've touched on the injury side of it and it and not being exciting because that's kind of holding you back a little bit. But is being away and living normal life, like um, maybe looking for careers or extending your bodybuilding career in a way, or being with the family. And just kind of being off the stage and not having that pressure, has that made it harder to jump into the fire? I mean, you got to like, keep in mind, like, I never loved competing. I like, like getting on stage was never my thing. It was more, it was more of like a formality, like, um, okay, I'm making progress. I'm bigger. I'm stronger. Let's whittle it down and see what it amounts to. Like, this is exciting to see what this, you know, is going to look like. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think I'll ever be normal in the sense that like, I've been, you know how it is. You've been doing this so long. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I would know how to eat three meals a day or like not train like as hard as I can, or like, I don't know if I would, could do it. I don't know if I could live with myself. It's just yeah. built in at this point. So, but, but in terms of competing, I mean, I don't know. I don't know about you. <sighs> For me, you know, a, a lot changed when I had my first daughter. Yeah. And it, it was, it was, there was a lot going on in my life because the, there was the birth of her. And at the same time, like maybe three months after she was born, my father was diagnosed with cancer. So there was, it, it was kind of a heavy time. It, it was, there was a lot going on. That was 2011. And I had like my best showing ever at the Flex. So I'm like doing really well. And then boom, like my daughter's born, my father, you know, there's the realization that he has cancer and like, it's not a good prognosis. Um, and, and I don't think to be honest, like I'd love to sit here and be like, yeah, but I'm just such a machine and I'm just such a great bodybuilder that like none of that affected me. I was just so focused that I don't give a shit. Yeah. But I think if that was the case, I'd probably be a, a huge asshole, um, you know, to have a, a, a new new life come, come in, come into being and at the same time, be hyper aware of my father's mortality. You know, a guy who was only in his late 50s. Um, so I don't know. It, it hit me a lot and it made me start thinking about a lot of things, especially, you know, things you do as a pro bodybuilder. Uh, you know, not only about that, okay, you know, things maybe I'm doing to my body or what I'm putting myself through. Cause I mean, I look at my dad and I say, okay, well, you know, here's a guy who, okay, you know, maybe he never worked out or he didn't really watch what he ate, but he didn't do anything bad either. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like, you know, he never drank, he never smoked and he's sure as hell never tempted fate with any kind of, you know, extracurricular shit, let's call it. Yeah. Yeah. So and you're like, geez, this dude's getting his lung cut out. And, um, you know, the doctor's saying, you know, maybe he has at best five years. Um, so, you you know, I think it, unless you're a fucking moron, you know, you, you start thinking about things. 
yeah. A, I want to be, I want to be here for my daughter. You know, um, I'm also hyper aware of, you know, maybe I haven't done this. Maybe there's certain things I've done that have maybe been really healthy and they've been really great, but there's also some shit I've done where I haven't done myself any favors either. Yeah. So I don't know. You think about that and little by little, I think you, you look at things differently. I'd like, I'd like to think maybe you just, you grow up a little, um, and I don't know. It affects you. It affects yeah. you. Maybe not, not that I, I don't think I was ever reckless. Like that was just never my way. Yeah. Yeah. But when you're younger, man, and, and, and when you're coming up, when you're really, really good, all you think about is bodybuilding. Yeah. It's all you think about. I mean, that's what it takes to be a good bodybuilder. That's what it takes to probably be a good anything. Yeah. When you just have a singular focus, it's what you, you, you eat, breathe and sleep it. You just, you're obsessed with it. You can't get it out of your mind. It's just, it can, it's consuming. And that's what it takes to be really, really good. And I got, um, can I, can I interrupt you for a second? Just as, yeah, yeah, I, of course. I just thought of this. I got a massive argument with Cedric and Ian and Ben. They all, they all ganged up all on against, me. All against you. They all ganged up on me one day on the podcast. Cause I said, and it's, it's come, you know, ever since then, I've, people just keep sending me clips of like David Goggins and like different people saying the same thing I said, which was the same thing you're saying, which is if you want to be the best at anything, whatever genre, genre you're in, there is no such thing as balance. You are singularly focused on that thing and only that thing. It's a nice thing. It's a nice idea to think about balance and, yeah. you know, maybe you can't be so far out of whack that it's detrimental but you're going to be out of whack. Yeah. Like it's the only, it's the only way, um, you know, do you think like, I don't know. I mean, when, when Bill Gates started Microsoft, was there balance in his life? Yeah, yeah. He was probably in his fucking garage till four in the morning. That's not balance, but that yeah. produces greatness. That's right. That's right. Uh, I want to um, touch on something you said, just because I, I wonder about it all the time. So you said you didn't like competing. And the funny not thing is, like, I shouldn't say I didn't like it. I love training for it. Yeah. I love the process, yeah. the dieting, the challenge, watching yourself transform. And I even learned, I even came to like competing in the sense that, you know, like the prejudging when you're doing yeah. actual, I, I just, I'm, I was never, I never considered myself much of a showman. I was just going to say so, you're not an entertainer. I'm not an entertainer and I never got over the whole routine thing. I fucking hate it. I, I remember, hate doing... I think I remember one of your routines is really good though. When you actually tried to put one together, you did a uh, turn the page. I think it was. Yeah. Did yeah. you turn the page one year? Yeah. Yeah. And, and for me, for yeah. me, that was good, you know? Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, is... I like training. I like training. Yeah. I like dieting. I like all that stuff choreographing stuff to music isn't really my shit you know yeah well the reason i brought it up is because i've said that numerous times is that like i didn't really like competing i just love training and the diet yeah. and the, the suffering and all that right but now that you know i'm on the other side of it and i'm not really going to compete again i'm like wait a minute i think i did because i'm so <laughs> well, no because i'm like i'm still training hard like people message me all the time and they're like why are you train so hard you're not competing and i'm like i love to train hard yeah. And I'm still, you know, getting, like you said, I'm still getting in five, six meals a day and still pretty much on a diet. And, uh, there's only the one piece that's missing is, I don't know if it's actually being on stage. I mean, I do miss that, but I think it's having that end point 
where you're because right now it's like you're training and eating in limbo it's like i'm doing it and it's fun i love it but there's no like end point to get to right yeah there's no kind of goal in sight there's no and then you know even with all the pressure of competing and stuff like there's there's like this build up yeah and it's and it's nerve-wracking and it's obviously physically painful but I don't know. I look, you know, you know, I mean, the, the more I talk, the more I realize that to, to be a good bodybuilder, or I think good in a lot of sports, yeah, you have to be a little bit masochistic. Um, yeah. Or at least, you know, even if you don't say why well, I, I love the pain, you at least make your peace with it and you learn to associate pain with progress. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, you know, damn well that growth is a painful thing. And that if you're going to make progress and you're going to force, you know, new adaptations and make your body go where it hasn't gone before, there's going to be a lot of pain involved. So you at least learn to associate it with progress. And for that reason, you embrace it and you like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Moving to career. I'm curious because if this is the road that you're going down and you may compete, may not compete. I know you've developed animal meal with animal and you're still with animal. Yeah, so I, mean, I, I still I still feel that you know my relationship with animal, there's still I feel uh, quite a bit left to do. Um, in what way? Well, there's so much in the way of of when I put stuff out, fans are still just they want content, yeah. like quality yeah. content, and from me they want certain things, and you know I mean I, I'll be I'll be totally honest. I mean I'm not good at I, I'm not good at creating content. <laughs> on my own yeah, yeah, like yeah. If, if you show up with a camera mm. and you're like evan go i'll do it like yeah. i'll do i'll do all of it yeah and like i'll, I'll do it pretty good yeah. like i have ideas to share uh I, I like talking in front of the camera like i like communicating i like all that shit but like i want to do it with them so you mean and, like creating content by yourself like coming up with an idea putting a camera in front of you and then starting you don't no you don't want... no because i'm not good at I, I don't, the idea like i'm not good at filming myself like yeah. i just i just want to get in front of a camera and go okay. i don't want to be like fucking with like oh does you know like stop 20 times to look and see if it looks yeah. right and like yeah, yeah, yeah. like I, I don't i don't i know myself well enough to know i don't have the patience for that you know what that is that's that means you're, that means you're spoiled spoiled you, <laughs> because no this is why because you were such a good bodybuilder, you came from the magazine era. And in those yeah. days, when you were really good, you had a magazine contract and you didn't have to do anything. They would send the photographer to your gym or they would send the videographer to your gym and you didn't even have to do any of your own stuff. So it's your, your, your success has led you to this, place, to this place now where it was all kind of well, set up for you. I look at what's going on in the industry. Yeah. And... I kind of despise the fact, to be totally honest, I despise the fact that so many people have been so forthcoming with the generation of their own content, because largely that's what that's what did away with the magazines. What do you mean? And, explain explain that point. Okay, so when when you look at if we go back, well, you know, because you were part of this era yeah. too, you experienced it. Yeah, we go back in time. It's uh, it's it's two thousand eight. It's 2009. Yeah. Um, Muscle Tech has like a dozen athletes under contract. Yeah. I was one of them. 
<laughs> they've got Jay and they've got Dexter and yeah. they've got uh like Cedric, they had Cedric and Seth and Johnny Jackson. They had everybody. And even before that, it was guys like Aaron Madrid, Madrid, and like yeah. Yeah. you know, this this is like a really good era yeah. in bodybuilding. Yeah. And it was a really good era because, well, number one, from my side or from our side, like we were getting paid. Yeah. Okay. And we weren't getting paid in fucking supplements. Okay. Yeah. Or in like exposure, getting paid yeah. a, a paycheck. That's okay. Right. Like something you could take to the bank, yeah. literally and figuratively. <laughs> and once companies realized that there were enough people out there who were just so starved for attention mm. that they would do all this shit basically for free. I'm sorry, but I'm of the opinion it ruined it. Ruined it. It, it destroyed it. Like, okay, but what people are you? T- okay, so run that by me one by one because what I saw was, I don't know if it's the people's fault or it's just the advent of social media becoming so popular because people could then get their content online. So they're like, I'm not going to buy a magazine. So it became not profitable to sign athletes when all the athletes have their own Instagram page. I th- I think a lot of companies were just like oh, this person has this many followers and we don't even really have to pay them anything. Yeah. Like they're willing to work for, I mean, look, dude, I did my first show in 2005. Um, and long before I ever made any money in bodybuilding, I like this, this is going back. You remember ProSource? Yeah. Right. It was a pretty big online, like your mail yeah. order, you know, this, this was, they were, they were pretty big. Yeah. They approached me to, um, like endorse endorse a product, and um, I was like, "Well, you know, first of all, send me some and let me try it. Let me see if it's any good." Yeah, I used it, I liked it. And I was like, "Yeah, I'll endorse it," but I'm, I'm like, they were like, "Yeah, you know," and like, "You'll get it. You'll be in our ad," and I'm like, "Cool. I don't really care about being in your ad. I don't give a fuck." Yeah, like if you want to pay me, yeah, exactly. Like, I'll take I'll take a paycheck. Yeah, and they did. They did. Yeah. And I figured, okay, for what, how you want to compensate me, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, that's not most people. Most people are like, I'm going to be in an ad. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And I don't even, it, it could be the most bullshit product there is. I don't give a shit. Just See, No, go ahead. Sorry. Like I'll do it for free and I don't even care if it's crap. Yeah. And yeah, my, I think that kills, I think that kills the industry. My start was, see, I did stuff for free and I think I did it for, probably the first few years I was 23. So I wasn't even at the national level yet. I was still like, you know, provincial or whatever. I mean, from my perspective, if it's not, if it's, if some, if somebody said, well, I'm not going to pay you, I say, all right, fine. If it's not worth, if it's not worth nothing to you, then it's not worth anything to you. Yeah. See, for me, it wasn't about, I want to be in the ad because I didn't care about that. For me, I thought if I put in my time, right. eventually they will pay me. Like I, I just thought that's how the sport worked. I thought, okay, you're going to get in, you get in for supplements and then you wait a year and then you renegotiate, get something better. And I just thought that was the nature of like how the levels went. Right. And then when I realized that wasn't the case, then I did what you did, which was about right. And then muscle tech came calling and said, we're going to sign you. And I said, I'm not signing unless there's something concrete, Absolutely. but I I had to learn on my own, like before. Right. So, but you know, like, I think that that was good. Look, when the magazines existed, mm-hmm. I, I don't call, call me old fashioned, call me whatever you want. First of all, a magazine is a tangible item. 
Okay, you hold it in your hand and you can have it as long as you choose to keep it. It can be an ongoing resource. Mm. On top of that, it's filled with professionally written articles. Yeah. Okay, and professional photographer, like photographs, really good photographs. Now, me, to me, that's worth something. I, I feel like, okay, so you got rid of the magazines you eliminate like the photographers all all think about the entire staff of what it takes to run a magazine yeah. all those people their paychecks gone yeah. me as a bodybuilder you as a bodybuilder not getting paid the fans okay it was sold to the fans as well yeah but now like all these guys are going to be putting out content for free and you have access to it okay true but it doesn't mean, number one, it doesn't mean it's good content. And there, there are some guys putting out great content, no doubt. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Overall, I still think it was, when, when, when we look at the very bottom line. Yeah. And, and you have to keep in mind, too, as a fan, me, me, I'm calling myself a fan, right? Yeah. yeah. It's really cool, the thought of, well, you know what? I can write this guy a message or I can comment on his photo. Maybe he'll respond to me. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. What, what does it do though? Like at the end of the day, think of how much less allure people have. Now there was a time where you, um, you know, if, if so-and-so was coming to an event, say for a guest posing yeah, or he's yeah. coming to give a seminar, you're like, Oh, I'm going to go. I'm going to, I'll get to see the guy in person. Mm -hmm. um, uh, maybe I'll get an autograph. Maybe I get a picture with him. And it was a big deal. It was exciting. Yeah. Nothing's exciting now. Well, I understand. Is that, is that, is, is that good? I just feel like it's just been devalued. And I don't think it's good for anybody. I think it, it, yeah. there's a whole lot less excitement for the fans. Okay. And I think for the guys who are the, let's just call them the talent or the stars or whatever. Sure. I think there's a whole lot less being generated for them. I think everybody lost is what I think. <laughs> such a grim. I think it was one, one big, one big fucking loser. <laughs> such a grim outlook on the sports. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give you the flip side because I see look, it differently. Look, 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 hold on, hold on. All right. It's like, it's like, okay, it's 1970 in the United States. And there's this whole new concept about outsourcing, right? Yeah. We're going to now start making products in China. Yeah. Or other 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 countries, where the reality is, because there's no environmental regulations, and because labor costs pennies on the dollar. So this this is this is the reality is okay. We're going to go rape the environment somewhere else, yeah. and we're going to go pay other people bullshit money. Yeah, yeah. Right? and take basically take advantage of them and exploit them. So yeah. we're going to make products really fucking cheap. Okay, and that's going to benefit you because now you're going to be able to buy toaster ovens and TVs and all this crap really cheap. Isn't that awesome? And everybody's like, that's so great. But okay, so but in I, the end, in I, the I end, see your point because look at, look at what happens. Yeah, look at what happens. Yeah. It just, it just, it's, it's, it's shit. I see your point. I see your point. There are okay, so the, the, I'm telling you, it's a dive. And it's, it's a downgrade in the standard of living. I'm going to agree with you on the outsourcing aspect. I don't know if I can fully agree with you on the bodybuilding aspect. What I do agree with you on is there is definitely a level of prestige 
that came that you had when you showed up somewhere before social media existed. And because I think it was, and, 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 I, and, and I don't think, and I know you're not, you're not saying it as like, oh, this prestige is great for me. Like, I no, no, no. I mean, like for the sport. sport. Yeah. It's yeah. good. It's good all around. It, it yeah. creates excitement. Yes. But on the flip side of that, and, and I'm not arguing either point. I think everybody should, everybody has their own preference for what they like. And I do like, I did like the magazine era. I was part of it. I mean, it's, it's great, but I'm also part of this era. So I kind of right. can see both sides. I feel like, and, and I don't want to say this just about the podcast, but I feel like because people have access to this show or to your Instagram, or they can hear you say things they would never hear you talk about in a magazine, right? No, you're and, right. No, you, and are, can, you are right. So they connect. I feel like... That is true. That is I true. Feel, I feel like people now can look at bodybuilders when they're on a show where they talk for an hour and go, hey, that guy's kind of like me. I like him. Whereas before there was no connection because it was like this massive freak in a magazine that just eats and trains all day long. And I love him because he's huge, but I have no idea what his life is like. All so, right. But let me ask you this. If I, if I, I'm not a sports fan. Yeah. Right. If I went to a baseball game or a football game or whatever, and yeah. I see an athlete doing things that I can't do. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm looking, I'm like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not relating to that guy. I'm impressed yeah. by that guy because I can't do anything. He does. It, it, he's, there's a certain amount of prestige and allure to that. Now, if I start to look at him and I go, well, geez, he's just like me, like, okay, it's cool. And maybe it allows me to um, decide if I like someone or not Yeah, and all that. And that's cool. But I don't know. It's hard. It's a tough balance because at the same time, is it taking away from like, well, if, if you if you, if I if I'm sitting there and go, well, he's just like me. Well, maybe I'm, I'm not as starstruck anymore or I'm not yeah, that but, impressed. But how do, how do presidents get elected? Right. It's relatability. Right. So how do you grow a fan base? How do people like you? It's yeah. related. Why do people like Donald Trump? Ah, he talks like I talk. I love that guy. Yeah. Right. So it's like, but I, I think too, there's, there has to be, not that there has to be, but it's cool when there's a, like a larger than life element, a separation. I mean, look, you've, you've done the Arnold. Yeah. We've competed in the Arnold. I regret never going up to Arnold and asking him for a photo. I mean, yeah. if there's one person in the whole industry who I would like a photo with, it's Arnold. Yeah. He, and having competed so in his show, like half a dozen times, I kick myself now and I'm like, dickhead, why don't you just ask him for a photo? Because I didn't want to bother him. When yeah. that dude walks in the room. You can feel him. <laughs> you could feel, you know, it's funny. You could feel Arnold. Because I remember, Bro. just to touch on your point, I remember standing in the lineup. You know, you stand in the lineup behind the curtain before you're about to walk out. I could like feel this energy coming from behind me. And all I saw was Arnold walk by me. And I'm like, it, there's seriously a presence about him that's fucking odd. And I'm not like... And I'm not like this Arnold fan since I'm five or anything. It's just he literally has a way about him. You're like, he, he brushed me. <laughs> I no, seriously, it's, it's, dude, it's I seriously huge. remember thinking, that was Arnold. <laughs> like it's, it's Arnold. Yeah, it's huge, man. It's huge. Yeah, yeah. And I that's got, cool. Like, yeah. That's a cool thing. Now, if I was comfortable enough with Arnold to like, be like, yo, Arnie, come over here. We're having sandwiches. Like, like 
I see your okay, point. That's, that's cool, but like yeah. a lot was lost there. I don't know. It's a tough balance. Okay, so can balance. I, I'll say this. I agree with you, but this is the only difference to me. In a football stadium, you have 80,000 fans watching. So there doesn't need to be any justification. Probably 40,000 of those guys played high school football. So they feel, they feel connected to the guys on the field anyway, right? Yes. A lot of people that even watch this podcast don't even bodybuild. They're just like, right. for some reason, they want, I don't know why they watch a show. They're, they don't even, they're like, I'm not even a bodybuilder. It's like watching. So no. I think my, my point about it is the biggest show in bodybuilding has 5,000 seats in it. So it's right. like the more people we can draw in, the more people we can connect with, the more people we can show that we're normal, the more people we can show that we have the same sense of humor that makes but if, but if of, you show people you're normal and I agree with you. I agree with you because yeah. like, I, I, I like, I like to be perceived as normal. Yeah. But again, if, if you're perceived as normal, does that, and maybe I'm totally wrong. I could be totally off base. Yeah. But does it, does it, does it not that it devalues it, but is it not as, um, like awe-inspiring, like the thing that makes it awe-inspiring, like, oh my God, look at that guy. Yeah. He's, he's so otherworldly and he's doing shit that I just could never do. Mm. And that just what is what just blows your mind. It's tough. It's tough. It's like you, you want that guy to be totally inhuman. Yeah. But then you want to be like, wow, we both, drink the same beer i don't know you know something. yeah yeah so you you think that there's to be awe-inspiring there's a separation that has to be there because it's funny yeah, I, 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 this reminds what separates awe-inspiring yeah. people from the general population but why do they still ask me for a photo then if they're not awe-inspired i'm not that if, not not now but like if ian if ian like ian's at the top of his game right now if ian walks into a room people are still going to want to take a photo with him. people are still going to want his autograph whatever so there's because, still, he's awe, because he's all inspiring. Yeah, but he's also very relatable because he's on here every week sure. talking shit and like you know what I mean. So I feel like yeah, but, it doesn't necessarily. If he wasn't all inspiring, if he wasn't Ian, this you know, in, in tremendous bodybuilder. Yeah. Would would he you know would he would he be just another guy on a pod? I, I don't know. I I I'm just yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know Ian well enough. Yeah. So I, I don't even know. I couldn't even, I, you, you might be sitting there saying, yeah, dude, like he's really something no, 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 no. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, look, yeah. I think if, if you are, you know, say you're a bodybuilder, mm-hmm. part of the draw is that you're a fuck this superhuman. You're a freak. Okay. You're different. Who yeah. does shit that other people can't do. Yeah. Hence you look unlike the rest of the population. And that's part of the draw. That's a large part of the draw. Now, if you're just some dude who's a fucking moron and has nothing good to say, yeah, it's, it's not, you know, yeah, it's, it's not so cool. But if you're like, you know, this, this incredible athlete bodybuilder, who's massive and crazy to look at, but you also have something to say, well, yeah, all all the better for sure. For sure. So I think, so I think the two aren't mutually exclusive of each other. So, so what I mean is, is, so I think, and this is my own bias, of course, but I think this is breaking down barriers because I think if you want to keep, take the awe inspiring side of things where we're just in the magazine, nobody knows us. I think you're catering to this many people, right? There's like, 
2% of the population. I think if you start to become relatable and people can hear you, you're not any less awe-inspiring, but now no, you, no. you have, but now you have 10% of the population or 5% of the population listening. So I feel like it's a good way to promote the lifestyle and show people that we're not fucking insane because yeah, no, no, I agree. I agree. Like I go home, I, I go home on the weekends for Sunday dinner and my whole family's n- normal, right? They don't bodybuild or anything weird. And I get to hear the conversations and I get to hear the way they talk about bodybuilding and talk about me and they don't talk bad about me, but it's just a completely disconnected conversation, right? Like they don't get it. And I think I do see what you're saying. There's a prestige that we lost, but I feel, I think we made up for it in other ways. So yeah. I just, it's a, but I do, I do feel you. I know you like old, old school things. I know you like classic things. I know you like timeless things. The magazines are part of that draw. So I do get it. I just, you know, I, I'm a sucker for, I'm a sucker for things being done in an official capacity, meaning like, okay, say, say you have two supplement companies. And this is one of the things that always really drew me to animal slash universal. Yeah. They are an old company. I mean, they've Mm -hmm. been in business in 77. Yeah. Now they do things very, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to put it other than to use the word that they're very official. Like they, they do, I don't know, like they're very thorough. They have the staff, <clears throat> they have the processes, you know, maybe also because they're their own manufacturer. Yeah. They're, they've got a, they're very buttoned up. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm attracted to that because I yeah, say yeah. that that's, that, that takes a lot to do that. Um, I've, I, I, I admire it. I'm impressed by it. Sure. I admire it versus you know you have other companies say well they're really just a marketing company uh i I don't know not not that that's a bad thing yeah but i'm impressed to and impressed by and i'm drawn to official things you're drawn to substance substance yeah you're you're not there's a lot of people with flash there's a lot of people with flash you're 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 drawn to substance and and order like with a magazine like you said it's very official on instagram i post whatever i want whenever i want how many times a day i want i get it it's like a we we can post whatever we want it could be the greatest photo it kind of goes up in smoke yes versus look if, if we dig up a magazine you and i because you know we grew up in the same era if we dig up a muscle mag from the 90s and you're like, you know, we flip, we, we open, like, oh my God, Zulag, his column. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Remember Zulag? <laughs> no. <laughs> Who's in the 90s? I wasn't following bodybuilding yet. I think I, yeah, didn't, like, I didn't buy my first magazine, I think, till 99. Well, I worked at GNC. So yeah. they had Muscle Mag, Muscular Development, Flex. Yeah. And, you know, if I finished all the shit I was doing at work, like I put away, like if we got a, a shipment in and I put everything away and I like vacuumed the store and there was like no one in the store at the moment. Yeah. I would like pick up a magazine and I'd, you know, I'd read, I'd read them. Yeah. 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 And uh, you know, muscle mag was the only one at the time where that dude Zulag or whatever, whatever the hell he called himself. Why do I not the- remember Zulag? I, it sounds familiar, but I don't remember it. He's the only one who would talk about steroids. 
<laughs> so that's the one you went to. You're like, let me go there first. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like juicy, interesting, it's shit. mysterious, mysterious thing. Yeah, very mysterious. You know, right. And it's dude, back then. Keep in mind, right? There's no internet, so like oh, no, you couldn't yeah. just Google stuff, and you know, no one, you know, dude, you're like a kid, you know, in high school or college or whatever it is, and you know, your buddies don't know anything. Now, now everybody's an expert on everything. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. point being. It's a cool piece of nostalgia. If we dig up magazines from the 70s and we're like, man, look at this. It's yeah. still it's still an item. It's a thing of substance. Let me like, Evan, let me ask you this. If you could do, if you could get rid of the internet right now, you probably would, right? <laughs> no, no, because look, the internet has has done amazing things. It's connected yeah. people. It's um it's created so much industry. It's done a ton. Yeah, it truly has. Um, you know, I, I guess I guess I'm just not always so easily not persuaded, but for for me, new new just for the sake of new isn't isn't good. I agree with like that. Just because something is new doesn't mean it's better. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I could show you. Well, I could show you the pyramids. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I I do agree with you. I just. I think my thing is things are changing. What's the best? How can we get the best out of those things? Right. I, I, I happen to be of the mind that there's, there's a lot of great things that were done in the past. Yeah. Okay. And most people seem intent on reinventing the wheel or creating a new wheel. I think that most people would be best served if they just tried to improve the wheel. You don't need a new one. Like there's so much great stuff that was done that I think only needed like a little bit of improvement or a little bit of tweaking or whatever it yeah. was. Like, dude, do you realize that there are Electrolux vacuum cleaners from the 1950s that are still being used? Yeah. yeah. My mom had one that was like 30 years old that she used. That just like, I don't, I think she just bought a new one like 10 years ago. Dude, there's yeah. refrigerators from the 60s. People want them because they're yeah. still working. Like, yeah, yeah. What you have now is not an improvement. Like you're going to buy a refrigerator and that thing's going to shit the bed in 10 years. That's not improvement. Yeah. Yeah. It might look nice and it might have features that the one from the sixties didn't have, but it's not actually better. You believe wow. it's better because you're told it's better and it costs a lot of fucking money. Yeah. But I don't know. There's, there's a lot of good things that were done in the past. I think people don't realize that. I think they're willing to throw things. Well, we are a throwaway society in, in yeah. so many ways. Um, yeah, I don't know. And, and I don't want to I don't want to sound that way like I'm stuck in the past or things like that, but no, you, you don't, Evan. You co you always come off as uh I don't want to say just like in classic things. You're just not a trend person. You like timeless shit. That's kind of the way you've always come off. So it's not like you're yeah, stuck in the past. Yeah, I mean, I I don't have a problem with throwing away shit that's no good or looking, you know, and saying, "Okay, new new is good in this regard." But where old is better, I I don't have a problem accepting that either. So like, you would probably be mad at me for my car buying habit. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I have a bad, it's a bad habit, dude. This is, I'm very practical. So maybe, maybe even cheap, probably cheap. So it's, so, practical. it's practical. Just a nice way of saying you're cheap. I, I mean, I drive a 20 year old SUV, but you buy like six lawnmowers a year. Uh, see, but, Everybody has but, their thing. No, and I'll tell you why. 
Okay. Those lawnmowers, I could sell them for what I paid for them, if not more. But do like, you, I, or do you just collect them? Oh no, I, I, I just bought a new Skag, which I stole, by the way. Like I, I got it. I don't know what a, a Skag, skag is. is. A Skag is a commercial lawnmower. Okay. It's one of those ones you actually stand up on it and you just like you use the controls. <laughs> I gotta look. I, sh- I, sh- I should make a video. It's pretty. Funny you should make a video. What's that? How do you spell it? S C A G. S C A G. Skag V Ride. Put in V Ride. V Ride. Okay, let's see what this looks like. It goes like fucking. It goes like twelve miles an hour. Oh my god, we got to see Vito on this thing. Get your uncle on here. This is your fucking thing. You bought this? Yeah. So see, see the guy standing on it? Yeah. Right here? Yeah, that's me. That's me. That's <laughs> Let me see if I can zoom in. Oh, my I God. Can't. Look, there's Evan cutting his grass. <laughs> Dude, it's great. That's pretty. So that's... Do you, know, do, you, do you know what that costs, new? No. What's the cost? Take, take a guess. I'm going to say like 16 grand. 12,000. Okay, I was a little okay. over, but close. Okay. I found one. It had 66 hours on it. Okay. That's like brand new. Yeah, yeah. Brand new. Yeah. Not even a scratch on it. Yeah. Got it for six. Six grand. Six grand. Are you going to fix it? I, Are you going to fix it and sell it or fix it and keep it? No, no, I'm using it. I could probably use it for the next five years and still sell it for six. <laughs> That's my point. I like to try to just park money. Like, I have a gym in my house, right? Yeah. All that equipment, I could use it for 10 years. It's never going to be worth less than what I paid for it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. If I ever want my money back, I get my money back and more. Yeah. So my point being, if I was going to buy a new vehicle, yeah, right? Like for me, there's no better, there's no better vehicle on the road than the Toyota Land Cruiser. Okay. It's a good, You familiar like with a, the Land Cruiser? Yeah I, yeah, I know what it is. Yeah. I mean, I don't okay. love it, but I love it. I don't love it, but I know what it is. <laughs> a very understated truck it is very there's no, understated. Flash. there's no flash but it lasts forever i know fucking forever forever and they're, they're probably those fuckers are like a hundred grand new no okay I, don't think that, I think that much oh yeah okay oh yeah look look one up okay they started at like 90 yeah they're big do you, money do you know the show top gear it's a i do show. yeah it's a car show yeah so they had a Toyota truck. I think it was a Tacoma. I don't know. Or it might have been a, a either a Tacoma or a fucking uh, Tundra. I don't remember. Yeah. But they did everything to this thing to try and kill it. They couldn't kill it. They literally right. they, they literally picked it up with one of those junkyard uh, things that picks up cars and like dropped it from like 20 feet in the air. Then they just started mm-hmm. up and drove away. Bro, you could probably drain the oil. <laughs> Fill it with salad dressing <laughs> yeah. and drive it from, from New York to California. Yeah, yeah, I don't I believe I believe it. But after after you drop it to the bottom of the Atlantic and fish it out. <laughs> okay, but don't you have anything in your life that is like see, maybe it's different for you because you have a dog, you have daughters, and you're like, you know, you spend your time and your money on them. And but do you have anything in your life, maybe before you had kids, that you're like, yeah, this is a waste of money, but I want it. <clears throat> Not really. No way. Eh? Not really. Is that is that a conscious thing, or you just don't have like a hobby like that? I just hate losing. Like, so you think you're like losing? I, I have to feel fulfilled. Like, like but why, okay. But why do you think you're losing if the thing you bought is bringing you joy? Because fuck my joy. It's not about joy. <laughs> I, I get I get joy 
Listen, I get joy. Like I drive a car for like five years and then I sell it for what I paid for it. That brings me joy. <laughs> okay, in my defense, the cars I'm getting rid of, especially now in this market, I'm actually getting more for that I paid for them. So I'm doing yeah, okay. Does, I'm doing okay. Doesn't that feel great? It feels good, but it feels better getting a new car and driving it. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> see, see, yeah, kind of, me, but you're, we're not going to. We're not going to connect on this thing because cars are no, my... no, no, no. Look, that that is a very exciting, yeah, thing. I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. Say I chose a vehicle that I know is going to take a massive dive, like yeah. like a lot of the European cars. Yeah. Okay? yeah. After the first you, year, they're beautiful. They're yeah. beautiful. There's no better. There's no more pleasurable automobile to drive, whether sure. it's an Audi, BMW, Mercedes. They're fucking top notch. They're beautiful. They're great to drive. They look excellent. Mm -hmm. Once that car has a hundred thousand miles, nobody wants to know it. Like, oh, dude, it's not even that. Once it's like two years old, it's lost like forty thousand dollars off the top. Dude, it just literally turns the shit before your eyes. Like, yeah. most people versus you could have like a Toyota 4Runner with yeah. like hundred fifty thousand miles. Yeah. And it, it could be, a, if, if you compare, okay, like say a Toyota 4Runner, which is, you know, it's a great truck. Yeah, it is. Totally I like, capable, the, I like those. Good looking truck. If it had a if V8, compare, I'd buy one. What's that? If it had a V8, I would buy one. They don't make one with a V8? Not that I know of. It's a six. The fourth generation ones had 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 both a four liter V6 and a 4.8 liter V8. Oh, did they? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess... Point being though, like that car with 150,000 miles, you could sell in a heartbeat. Like, there's an ask for that seat yesterday, and you're still getting top dollar. Like, yeah. I can't just like I have to feel like I'm making a smart choice. Yeah, I think I was right. That's wait, you're right. The fourth generation had a V8. Yeah, yeah, but I was not, not the new ones. I was too young to want it then. That's the problem. So yeah. I always like I always like these cars, but I like the forerunner. Uh, later on probably 15 16 17 oh I, I love those love them you like the older ones no i like the fourth gen but i like the fifth generation too the new the new ones they're great yeah, i love them because the fourth gen comes in a v8 the, the i was i wanted a new one before i bought my last truck but they only yep. came they only came in a six and i just thought it was underpowered yeah yeah yep, yep. but back to your point i do know that that thing 10 years old will sell you'll get more money back out of it than a 10 year old beamer or Audi or anything. and you're going to pay more for the b so i just i have a hard time just feeling like i got raped <sighs> but but maybe you would say yeah but i enjoyed it so much so i don't feel that way well so it's like this i'll tell you this. so like the truck right so i got the trx it's not here yet but it's like there's certain things in life that just give you joy. What's the TRX? That's, that's, that's the Dodge that truck, you posted? That truck I posted, yeah. So there's certain things that every, everybody has a thing. Apparently yours is saving money. <laughs> everybody has a thing that they like to blow money on. <laughs> so for me, it's it's cars and the excitement of waiting. First of all, the excitement of finding the car, then waiting for the car, then actually going to pick up the car and then owning it, possibly modifying it is all fucking really awesome to me. So it's like it's almost worth, you know. Yeah, yeah, but, no, you know, I know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't sit here and, and call someone else uh, foolish or say that's stupid or anything like that. Like, I, I mean, don't know. I'm not. Like, I'm not asking you to justify. I'm just saying, like, it's an interesting conversation because people do this kind of thing all the time. And I'm like, yeah. is is the money you lost worth the fun you had? 
that's the kind of I, I mean, you know when, when you're having the fun the fun is worth it i mean like, <laughs> my dad yeah, only yeah. buys my dad only buys new cars with the exception of he um i think tomorrow he's supposed to go pick it up i think it's a 16 or 17 vet it's a z06 nice with a z07 package Your dad it's bought totally, that? yeah yeah that's my last car i just got rid of that car like last year Oh really? I had a 17 Z06 with the Z07 package. Beautiful. Really? Yeah, I love That's that. That's what car. he just but it's got like 4000 miles on it. Oh, awesome. Um I mean, that that car must be an animal. 650 horse, 650 torque. It, I mean, it's absolutely incredible in every way. Anyway, yeah. So your dad's going to get one. So he's going to he he I was well, I was going to say he only buys new vehicles with the exception of that. I mean, that's yeah. pretty much brand new. Yeah. <clears throat> So, but he, he just doesn't want someone else's used car. Like that's the point he's at in his life. Yeah. And I was, I respect that. But probably if you were to look at it and say, okay, over the last so many years, he's had X number of new vehicles. And if you add up what it's cost him, mm-hmm. I would say, well, fuck man, maybe you could have had another, you could have had a vacation home at yeah. that rate. Yeah, that's true. So, But it just depends. Me personally, I'd rather have the second property. But it's nice having a new car, man. That's a good feeling. That's nice. No, no. When you put it that way, you're totally right. Because if you said to me 10 years ago, hey, you're going to own 10 new cars in the next 10 years. You're going to have a ton of fun with them. Or you can have this one car and also get a fucking summer home in Florida or a cottage up north. Which one do you want? I'm very impulsive, so I probably still go with the cars. (laughs) <laughs> but I know which one the better deal is, right? So yeah, I mean, look, me, I know the home is going to not only be worth what I paid for it, but that's going to go up in value. Yeah, the sure. car, I know, you drive it long enough, you own it long enough, it's eventually worth nothing. Let me but ask you: you let, will let me, have fun, and you will enjoy yeah. it, and you will feel good having it. Let me ask you if this is crazy, because you're so, you know, financially thrifty. I guess we'll call it. Is it crazy to think? I know I'm going to have this fun over here and I know this kind of fun is going to cost me this, this much money, yeah. but I also know I still want the vacation home. So yeah. I'm going to work this much harder so I can still have this fun yeah. and make sure I still have the vacation home. No, I give you total, res- total respect for that. But is that in some, with someone with your mind, is that saying, okay, well, you're still wasting that money or is that like, okay, that makes sense. You're doing right. No, look, I think, well, in my mind, okay, before I would be at the point where I would maybe allow myself to have certain fun, Sure, I would have to have certain other things in order because I wouldn't feel, maybe feel right about it. Of course. Um, But no, like, I mean, I think it's all relative. I, I think, I think there's a lot of people out there living maybe what I would consider living beyond their means. True. Um, but I'm nobody to say. I mean, look, everybody lives this life and they live it once. That's okay. Right. And you ever see that video where like a person, like they zoom out from where the person is and then it zooms out to their mm. state and the country and the world. And then mm. it's like where you are in outer space and then where you are. And dude, eventually <clears throat> it zooms out so fucking far. Like it's the Milky Way galaxy. Yeah. And then like it's the universe. Like, and you're like, dude, we're so fucking small. What are we even doing? Like, yeah. 
I'm worried about, you know, my sneakers and like, I don't know, like, like these little, little things. And you're like, yeah, not, not to sound cheesy, but you're like, I'm literally so inconsequential. Like the things I worry about are meaningless. They're totally meaningless. But I guess at the end of the day, the point is like, you have one life. I think you only get one shot at it. You should really truly live it how, how you want. Yeah. So maybe, maybe I'm the fucked up one being practical or, no. you know, being this or that. Um, but it's just kind of how I'm wired. No, no, no. You're definitely not. My wife is like, you have a bad problem with this car thing. You need to figure it out. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I've been sitting here for 15 minutes trying to convince you that it's okay. So you can tell me it's okay. <laughs> no, but no, look, Hey man, uh, it all depends on what uh, it's your, it's, uh, it, I think to anyone out there listening or to you, it's your life. Oh, I get it. Yeah. You really should live it exactly yeah. how you want to. Yeah, no, I feel. So long my, as you don't regret it, so long as you don't regret it later, that's all. Yeah. I mean, my philosophy has always been, like you said earlier, you said, I like to make sure I have things in place when things are in place, then I can do kind of what I want with whatever's left. So it's kind of always been my philosophy. And I've always also thought, and this may be lost on a lot of people is if I want something, I just work harder for it. Like I just find a way to work harder for it because. Yeah. I mean, I I had this discussion with my daughter the other day. I forget how we got on the subject. Um, But I I was basically telling her, I'm like, Alana, you can literally have whatever you want in this life. If you're willing to work hard enough for it, if you have the, you know, if, if you've got good enough ideas, um, there's literally nothing that will stop you. You can, if you're willing to put in the time, you're willing to put in the work and you've got the brains, you can have anything you want on the face of this earth. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's what I believe to be true. I would never sit there and go, well, Alana, you know, you're a girl. So you're going to face certain obstacles. Fuck that. Why would I yeah. ever tell my kid that? No, I'm going to tell my kid, dude, whatever you want, whatever you've got the balls to go after, whatever you have the brains to yeah. conceive, you can make yours. Sure. Sure. Um, okay. So now that we've covered everything but bodybuilding, <laughs> <laughs> you've been on for over an hour. Uh, do you have more time? Hmm. All right. Let's cover of the course. Article. Before you go, let's cover the Arnold's because that was okay. kind of the main point of everything. Um, we haven't talked in a long time, so I just had to cover a lot, you know, just yeah. talk, lot, talk about life. Skags. Uh, how, <laughs> how, Skags. Uh, how much do you still follow? Like, I'm, I'm a huge fan of bodybuilding, right? No. Obviously, no. I'm, I'm immersed in it. Like, you know what I mean? But no. are you still a huge fan of bodybuilding or you find yourself kind of missing out on the shows and what's happening? Or Well... Not, not as much as when I was competing. Yeah. And I have to be honest, I, I was kind of a bad fan of the sport. Now, look, bad, not in the sense, like, I know my history. Like, you could, yeah. you could show me photos, and I'd be like, that's uh, Roy Callender, and there's uh, Cal Scalic, and, like, I, I'll name anybody. Like, I know, I know the history. Yeah. Uh, so, in, I guess in that sense, I'm a studied fan of the sport i know my history sure but i was always kind of a shitty fan in the sense that like i wasn't the type of dude who would like buy vip tickets to shows or buy bodybuilding dvds or even have magazine subscriptions yeah probably again because going back to the fact that i'm just a cheap fuck um you know 
<laughs> and at the same time, always being so focused on my own bodybuilding. Yeah. Like, I don't so, think, I, I think, I don't know if that makes you a bad fan of the sport. Cause I think when you're in it, it's weird. Like, I don't know. I used to get magazines sent to me from the companies. I was like, when I was with weeder, they would send me a magazine or I don't know. I don't, I don't think like not having a subscription makes, I did buy a couple DVDs, but like, I guess I get what you're saying, but I don't, I don't I'll know. Say if I a, good, a good fan goes out and they support the sport, right? They support the show and stuff. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. 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 Um, as far so as watching, as far as watching the shows though, are you still, were you ever a bigger fan then? And are you still now? I, I never, even, even when I was competing, I never watched them. Like, if I happened, how many times, dude, I worked, you know, the Olympia or the Arnold and uh, didn't go to it. Like I was there. Did you check the pictures afterwards or the placing? Yeah. Like you you yeah, must have cared. Yeah. 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 I mean, now, sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I see stuff. I see guys. I say, wow, Hunter Labrada, he looks great. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, Ian, um, yeah. you know, Nick, uh, Nick Walker. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's, there's a new crop of guys. And I say, wow, you know, they look, they look fantastic. They're very impressive. Uh, yeah. How do you feel about, before we get into the guys themselves, how do you feel about the whole guys are better? I don't want to get into the 90s, but even people are now are saying guys are better in the 2000s. And I'm like, I don't know. It's hard to judge and compare eras. And I think these guys are fucking freaks. Do you it's ever so bother, do you ever do you ever do that kind of thing? I mean, I I, I watch the conversations or the debates, yeah. and I don't know. It, it it's really hard to to say. You know, I mean, <sighs> without seeing the guys next to each other, it's hard to compare. It's it's literally yeah. impossible. And no, dude, I would never be like. Oh, the guys were better here, better there, because I don't know, man. Like you might take a guy from the nineties and put him on stage currently, and maybe they wouldn't shine as much as you think they would. Yeah. I mean, I am yeah, maybe me personally, yeah, I'm, I'm partial to maybe the nineties, but I'm not going to sit here and say, oh yeah, man, they would they would destroy everybody. But I mean, but then again, you know, Dory and 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 and. and I mean, Ronnie is just okay. Yeah. What are you What are you gonna say? Nobody's gonna say anything about Ronnie. I don't think ever. Yeah, that that just is what it is. But you know, I mean, I look at a guy like Kevin Lavrone, who who I hold really high. Yeah, Kevin Lavrone, Sean Ray, even you know Nasser, and those guys. Obviously, Flex Wheeler. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about some legendary guys. What would they look like next to modern day guys? I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. I mean, I have my own theory, but I think those guys were incredible, but I think the look then was crisp and clean and not big. So I think if you stood a flex wheeler or, uh, you know, I don't want to name, I don't name any names, but if you stood anybody from the nineties next to the guys now or in the two thousands, I feel like they would probably out condition them. Possibly. I don't know. Maybe. Look at a guy like, like Mike Francois. Yeah. Yeah, but Mike Francois was what on stage? Like 245? You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, no, they look. He, he, like, he looked like 285. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, I, th- that's why you can't see them. You have to see them next to each other. Cause like when I talk about Ian or you talk about James, conditioning is like their skin's like sandpaper. Like, I don't know how it gets any better. Right. So I'll, to see them next to those guys would be really interesting. Yeah, I mean James. I mean that that he, that's a great one. I mean he's 
he just has gobs of muscle and it's it's conditioned and have you seen his most recent photos before we go on get into the arnold yeah yeah um i, I think i just want to i just want to show this really quick because uh patrick posted it this morning as coach and um, the I cannot believe the change from year to year. Massive. Look at this. Look at the difference in balance. Like, yeah. he, like the legs, yes, they're bigger, but that wasn't a problem before. But I cannot believe the size on the arms and the like. He squared off his chest and like his lats yep. are thicker and like it's just crazy everything's really round and ev everything is there it's funny because james talks about caucasian dry and black shape meaning that black guys always have the round muscle bellies right right <laughs> and the white guys are always dry as fuck but he's i don't know he's both round and dry that's, that's what i'm saying he's got both right look at this shot it's like it's the difference is nuts and i wonder yeah. i wonder how much of it is posing but you can tell obviously there's lots of muscle but his posing is better too it's just crazy yeah, posing. I mean, James, dude, James is easily, uh, he might be my favorite person <laughs> in, the, in the sport. I mean, he's such an awesome dude, um, nicest guy. And it's not like, oh, well, he's just a nice guy, but he's, you know, his, his physique is so-so. This dude is making, like, leaps and bounds every year. I mean, yeah. he, he eats, breathes, and sleeps bodybuilding. And he's a total gentleman, gentleman on top of it. I mean, he's yeah. probably my favorite dude in the sport. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see him at the Olympia, man. I think he's going to shock. After I saw these photos, I was man, he's going to shake things up bad. So, because it's like, it's round, it's conditioned, and it's very complete. Much, much respect to James. Yeah. All right. So, let's get into the Arnold before you go. Okay. We got 11 guys. Um, we're going to start. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with placing or do you want to just go? Too, one guy too one? Late. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that go. dude is really freaking good. Uh, he's, he's thick. And he's big. And he's round. And thick. <laughs> Look at that. You're, you're fucked. But he's, he's really got a balanced physique, though, too. Listen, this is what I was saying to you the last time we talked about him. No, this is he, what I was saying to you. No, I was saying he was thick and round and balanced. That's what I said. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, can he? Can, no, if, that dude, if that dude brings the condition, he's really good. That's what I think, too. Yeah. He's, he's really that, good. He's very complete. A very round and thick. And he's fucking big. <laughs> if you guys didn't watch the last podcast we did with me and Evan and Jay, uh, go watch it and you'll get what we're laughing at. But Look no. how balanced. Look how balanced yeah, it is. In all seriousness, though, this is a really, really good physique. Everything's exactly where it needs to be. That is a great physique. Yeah. I only knock that I can remember, and I could be wrong, but is the hamstrings. From behind, he tends to come in a little soft. Yeah. Well, conditioning for sure. But I mean, the size of the hamstring, right? When you see a quad, his right. quads, are, his quads right. are really good. His hamstrings feel look like at that, Look at that fucking side chest. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's big. And thick. <laughs> I wonder if he's going to come in shape. I mean, I think working with Neil and uh, Flex 
is probably going to pay I, off. I'd love to see him come in on because I think he's really good. And I just, I don't think he's really, he's come close to realizing his potential. No, I agree with that. The last time I was hoping to see some really good things out of him. I think he did. What was the last show we saw Texas or Tampa? I can't remember. And I was expecting some really big things out of him, but he came in a little off. So oh. I'm hoping working with flex and that is helping. So in this lineup, do you see him in the top six? Let's see. We got William Bonac, Max Charles. I, I bet you. I bet you. Kuklo comes in really good. One second. I got Steve here. So this is Kuklo's most recent photo. Apparently, I, I mean, heard Kuklo just gets bigger and harder every year. Well, he took second to Ian earlier in Texas, and I heard, and it was, I think, solely based on conditioning. I think he was a Ian was a little bit harder. Yeah. yeah. So I, I heard, and judging by this photo, is true is he's down like another five pounds and bringing like a nasty condition. So it looks pretty nasty right there. Yeah. Like that's, uh, I think that's the hardest I've ever seen, Steve. I don't know how filtered this is or whatever, but like, I haven't right. seen him. I don't think I've ever seen him look like that. He looks real good. So do you see, here's a side chest. Do huh. you see, do you see Steve, uh, in the top six? Oh, absolutely. Okay. That's what I thought. I just, Need to clarify before I write these things down. I mean, let's let's have a look here. I mean, I I, I I'd probably say I think he's a definite for top three. Okay, I'm gonna I'm not gonna write him down yet until we get to the final spot. So we got William. I think this is his most recent guest posing. I, I think this was like last week or something like that. Oh no, this is four weeks out. I mean, dude, you can't. I mean, you can't underestimate him because the dude. The muscle he packs, and I mean, look at if you look at his competitive history. I mean, he's he's automatically a top three contender. A lot of people have him as a favorite, winning the show. Yeah. Would you say? Would you be? Would you say that's a fair statement? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, he's he's the most proven out of any guy in that lineup. I mean, he's he's placed the highest out of anyone there. Yeah, he's definitely historically speaking. On paper, he's the best bodybuilder in that show. Yes, definitely. Yeah, it's going to be hard for people to overcome the thickness, the detail. Very complete. Okay. Um, so you have him as a favorite. And we have, we have Ian, who looks like he's in better condition. He gets better and better with each show. Yep. Um, this guy's got that, like, Dorian Yates kind of gnarliness to his muscle. And I think, sure, sure. I think, I think it's hard to show through from everything I've heard from anybody who's at a show with him competing. It's hard to see it in photos. I'm like, sure. I'm sure. Like whatever, basically what they're saying is what I've heard is whatever you see here is like 10% better. In right, 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 right. Which is crazy to think because I mean, like his back is fucking stride. Everything's strided all the way through. Right. I mean, I'd say he's, uh, he sh there's no reason he shouldn't be in that top five. Okay. But could could be as high as top three. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to leave Steve, Ian, aside. We have Nick Walker, who's the new new breed. The youngest, yeah. the youngest gun in the sport, won the New York Pro earlier this year. This is what he looks like now. He looks sharper to me in – these photos than he did on stage in New York. Yep. 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 So I don't know, like, 
to me, this is really impressive. Yeah. Like yeah. this is him. This is him in New York and he already looks better. So I'm like, what's he bringing? Right. Right. Like this here, I'll give you some full, full context. I mean, you know, it's so hard when you see guys by themselves. I mean, look, based, based purely on his competitive record and the way that he's been improving, Nick could win the freaking show. Yeah. Well, I it's, said this it's, to, it's funny. I said this to James and Nathan. We were talking about it. And I said, so everybody has Bonac winning. And Bonac's formula is the short, most heavily muscled, compact, like he's detail, all that. And I'm like, doesn't Nick kind of fit that same mold? Yeah. Yes. Like they're different, but yes, they are technically both short and heavily muscled. They both have a little bit thicker midsection, not thick in a bad way, but like, it's not like a tiny little waist. Look, Bonac, I know because I've competed against them and then I've seen him going on to, to do even better. Um, Bonac can be really, really hard to beat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, the guy's been, um, he's been, what's the top. He's been third at the Olympia is his highest place. Yeah. 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 Okay. So where do we have where do we have Nick? Three top three or top five? Uh, top six, top eight. Where do you? No, think? see, I hate, I hate even saying it because I think Nick <laughs> could could possibly win it, but top top three to five, top five for sure. Could he be top three? Could win it. I, it's so this. I don't know. I, I need to write these guys down. So you're having the same problem we all have when we start doing this. Yeah, because we we've tried to do. I've tried to do this on like four different shows now. And what every, do we got? Here, let me share my screen again for you. <clears throat> Max Charles, William Bonac, Sung Cho Lee, Muhammad Al Amam, Steve Kuklo, Hassan Mustafa, Sergio, Justin Rodriguez, Ian, Nick. And Akeem. Forgot about Akeem. Akeem. Look at this. Justin. Freak. Freak. Give me, give me a couple of uh, who, who did I who did I miss from that list again? Yeah, Akeem's a freak. Akeem, Nick, Ian, Justin, Sergio. Ian, Nick. Akeem was the last one. Nick, Akeem. Akeem. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's the last one. Okay. I got everybody. <laughs> okay. You got everybody? I got Wait, him. Don't forget Justin Rodriguez. He was ninth at the Olympia last year. I got him right here. Justin. Let's we'll throw him in the mix. That'll make it even harder. Yep. 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 Uh, William. I'm going to say. Based... William is going to win. I got well, William in first. Okay. Bonac winning. All right. Yep. Who's who's two? No, uh, two. Akeem. If we're going by records, Akeem has the highest placing. Next, really? Yeah, yeah he was fifth at the Olympia last year. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, Bonac was fifth. Akeem was sixth. Ian wow. was Ian was seventh. Did he, uh, yeah, Akeem's working with Justin Miller. 
I'm not sure. I heard it. I heard something about the O2 crew. I heard something. He left, he left one coach, went to another. I don't know. I don't know who he's working with. So I don't want to change up the coach. Yeah. I guess he changed so up. I don't know. I mean, that, that could be highly variable. Yeah. It could be better. It could be worse. Right. I'm going to say in second is going to be Nick. Nick. No, I'm going to say, I'm, you know what? I'm putting, I'm, I'm going to say Steve Kuklo. Steve. Okay. Yep, and then Nick. Three, Nick. Okay. I hate doing this because I feel like guys watching me like, fuck you. Evan. Oh, yeah, I've lost a lot of friends since I started. And and it's and, and obviously, anybody who hears this, dude, like, Nick could totally win it. Like, Well, we this is what I tell everybody about this show. I tell them not to get mad because I'm like, literally, the guy I put in seventh could easily win. Yeah, and dude, like, I, you know. Like absolutely. If, like if you put Sergio in fifth, Sergio could win the show. Yeah, and then Sergio's gonna be like, "You had me in fifth. Go fuck yourself." <laughs> Sorry about that. Nah, it's all good. Fucking phone died. All right, so we're back, and your phone died, and this is how smart I am. I messaged you, and I said, "Is I'm your phone? phone is your phone dead?" <laughs> yep. And you see, it, it, it's a fucked up because usually I would just plug it in, right? But yeah, I went in the ocean with it in my pocket. Yeah. Oh, and you can't plug it in until it's dry. Uh, that was like two months ago. Oh, it's still fucked up. Did you it try? Still the- has the water droplet thing on it. So if I plug it in, it like goes yeah. nuts. So I have to charge it on like one of those, um, yeah, like the wireless charger things. The cradle. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Did you try the rice trick where you put it in a, a bowl of rice? Dude, I tried the rice trick. I took my fucking air compressor. I tried blowing it out, like yeah. everything. Nothing works. Nothing. And you don't want to get a new phone because you're too thrifty. I just bought it. <laughs> you didn't spring for and Apple Care, did you? I have insurance. Okay. <laughs> but I've had a phone replaced before using insurance. And dude, like it was fucked up. Like I would talk to people and they're like, when you talk, it echoes. I don't know. Like, cause they, they don't send you a new phone. They send you a fucking refurbished. It's one. a refurbished one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's kind of shit. All right. Let's, uh, so I'm glad I got you back. Let's, let's wrap this up. Cause we've been on for quite a while. And okay, I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry. No, no. Um, okay. so fourth. We're, I'm yeah. Put... <clears throat> I'm gonna put Akeem, Akeem in fourth. Akeem, the big man, fourth. Big man. I'm gonna put Justin in fifth. Really? Or, well, Justin had a Sergio. That's okay. Just no, just he just no, no, no. You're right, Sergio. Then Justin. Justin always seems to do well, though. That's why I don't want to skew your opinion. I think Justin's great. I mean, Justin, listen, Justin almost beat Ian. Place as well. Yeah, I mean. So does Sergio, and I'm sure Sergio's improved. Yes. But, you know, now now Ian's getting pushed out, and I think Ian's better than sixth. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's hard, It's really hard. This is, like, really hard. (laughs) It's really hard. Somebody said to me on the last podcast in the comments section, they're like, it's not that hard, bro. Just put put them in order. And I'm like, it's actually very hard. Because no, any, really any one of these guys, like, I, I think anybody who's doing kind of predictions is guessing at this point. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's not hard. You get your own fucking podcast and put them in order, pal. <laughs> okay. All right. So you got fifth. 
You have Ian. Sergio. I got Sergio in fifth, Justin in sixth. Sergio in fifth. Ian Just... in seventh. But I but I have a hard time. Remember, Ian, Ian. remember Ian beat Justin twice last year. Okay. Ian's in sixth ahead of Justin. But and then if we're gonna play that game, Ian beat Steve a month ago. No, I think Kuko's gonna do great. Okay. So seventh we have Justin. Yes. Okay. We don't have to do the rest. Uh yeah, there's like four or five four guys left. Yeah. Okay. So that's your top seven. You know, and, and honestly, dude, any of those dudes can, you know, do let me let me ask you this honest question because I know how much uh how high esteem you hold high of esteem you hold Bonac in. Is there anybody that can beat William if he's a hundred percent? If he's a hundred percent, if he's full and peeled and you know, he's not because I know William before has come in like a little flat and then he looks off or he's coming too full. No, if he's on, no way. Nobody, right? I don't think so. He's when that dude is on, he's a lot to handle. Yeah, that's I think when I did my predictions, I'm thinking that maybe Bonac's getting a little bit older, so that might leave the door open a little bit, but that's you know, but at hundred percent, I think I might have to agree with you on that one. He's just a crazy physique. You know, and Nick, Nick is Nick is doing extremely well every time out. You know, I mean Nick. You know, Nick could take that top spot. It's really tough. Yeah, it is. It is. I don't really, you know, I didn't really, I just want to get you on to shoot the shit, which was basically what we did for an hour and a half. You, you, think, you think my predictions are crap? I think everybody's predictions are crap. There's no fucking way to predict anything. Yeah, I literally, I, I literally think everybody is fucking guessing because you can't, like you said, other than William, there isn't anybody who's really above anybody. Sergio's been out for almost two years or a year and a half at least. So who knows how much muscle he's put on. Nick gets better with every show. So who knows what he's going to look like standing next to Bonac. Ian gets better every fucking time he steps out. You know, it's like if Akeem gets a little bit drier, Akeem could win the show. Yeah. You know, Akeem, Akeem's only let knock is that his back sometimes is a little soft. If his back, if he somehow figured out that formula, Akeem could beat Bonac. Yeah. So it's like, and then there's Kuklo, who's got like a beautiful physique. He's not lacking any fucking, he's got no weak points. And if he's harder he's than big he was, as fuck and he looks shredded. Yeah. So it, I think Steve's going to do really well. I hope he does. I, I, that's the problem is I like all these guys. So it's like, I hope right, they all do well. Right. So and that's the thing, dude. Like being a bodybuilder, you know, it's not like I'm just like a critic, but being a bodybuilder myself, like I look at all these guys and I think they're all tremendous and i respect all of them that's why yeah. i hate doing this you know because like yeah. oh you're putting someone in fifth you're putting someone in sixth and, and knowing the variability too you know how bodybuilding goes man yeah it's kind of anybody's you know it's anybody's show too well especially with a group this tight it's like whoever peaks the best could be the, the one who walks away with it right 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 so and i don't you know i think i know you don't love doing these things and i think the reason i got you on is because there isn't really a right answer so i figure no one's going to be upset yeah, but I'm sure somebody will be upset. Don't any please don't anyone be upset with me. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'll cut that part out. And I'll put it on my Instagram just so people know, just so everybody sees it, just in case, <laughs> just in case the guys don't watch the podcast. Evan, 
awesome time talking to you man uh just feels like i'm talking to a buddy doesn't feel like a podcast but um uh, i'm happy you came on i'm glad we got a chance to shoot the shit yeah dude i'm sorry my phone died uh i I really i really appreciate you having me on yeah uh it's always great talking to you i mean you're one of my longtime friends in this sport yeah uh i mean we we go back a while now at this point and um you're really one of my favorite people and i I appreciate you having me and just you know you're doing a great job with everything you have going on this podcast all the content you create your supplement company i mean much respect and just awesome work thank you oh before you go do you want to have a cook-off a (laughs) cook-off i can't cook for shit but i see you cook cook. you i'll cook you under the table (laughs) because listen i'm thinking about starting a new series and i probably shouldn't put this out in public someone's gonna go fucking do it but we'll do it better i'm thinking about starting a new series where i have like a podcast set up but it's a cook-off does that make sense so so i call you on zoom right but you're in your kitchen and we decide i pick the i pick the dish you know whether mm. it's chicken and rice pasta meatballs whatever whatever it is right based on the guest i'll pick the the, the food i think that suits that person so so what would, what would my food be well you're italian so i'd probably pick like a pasta dish of some sort but you're a little more complex so it wouldn't be like spaghetti meatballs it might be like a, a calzone or something <laughs> <laughs> I want, I want to go through, okay, so we had the top three. I want, I want you to tell me their dishes. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> William Bonac, what's his dish? Oh, fuck. Where's he from? Trinidad? I, maybe something Caribbean? Yeah. like I'm, I'm not totally sure. I don't know anything like jerk chicken. Okay. Yeah. Steve Kuklo. Barbecue. Ri- I was going to say ribs. I'm gonna say ribs. Yep. Yeah. Mick Walker. I want to say something Italian, but I can't just make everybody Italian. <laughs> is, Wait, is he Italian? Yeah, he's Italian. Okay. So I'm okay. thinking like uh, but with Nick, I'm thinking like something hearty, like a like a big burger or maybe a prime rib or something. Something like very American. Yeah. Something I mean, very- he has he has the all American look. Yeah. I think I'd do something like a big fat steak. What's he, what's Ian's dish? You, I, I ask you, Ian, because I know you guys are close. He likes char- charcuterie boards. Really? <laughs> it's his favorite thing. <laughs> so yeah, we're on the podcast. See, this is why the podcast is so important. So we're all shooting the shit, and we're like, what's your favorite cheat meal? And he's like, I like a good charcuterie board. I'm like, you're fucked. You're so- Shut up. <laughs> I'm like, that sounds like Lunchables to me, but whatever. I'm like, he's like, cool. it's the charcuterie for me. <laughs> <laughs> he likes the so deli meat. When it comes and... time for him to refeed or have a cheat, that's what he does. He assembles a mean charcuterie board. That's what, yeah, yeah. That's what he I said. Like that's... It. No, it's cool. That's actually cool. It's different. Yeah, you don't ever hear anybody go. You know, everybody says pizza or fucking burgers uh, or something. Yeah. Never heard charcuterie board, and I dig it. I don't know how we cook that though on the show. Like it just really just placing things on a platter. You're not cooking anything. It's who can maybe look make the make the platter look the best. Don't 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 go downplaying it. <laughs> well, what, do you, what do you think of my you, new show you think it's a good good idea i think it's actually a great idea i think it serves a whole bunch of purposes the most popular the most popular videos on my channel are cooking cha- cooking stuff that i did absolutely the same with you i think i'm sure um, hands down like i, I don't do i don't want to talk training and stuff and training is great 
Yeah, yeah. But on camera, I want to cook stuff and talk or talk food. The problem is you're going to cook something really complex and it's going to be like an actual chef. And I'm just going to throw like a burger patty in a frying pan. As long as it's from the heart. <laughs> There's no heart in my food, man. There's enough cooking just to get it onto the plate so I can eat it and then go train. What, what is what is your absolute? Well, what about with your background? Is there, is there something like your mom used to make or oh, I something like what is your absolute favorite thing? My mom cooks with love. You can't, you know, you can't cook with that. Nobody can make that kind of food. That's specific to her, right? That's that's Persian food. Arabic food. Arabic food. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch of different, there's a lot of rice and beans and ground meat, ground beef yeah. and stuff. And uh, it's very, I think there's a reason why Middle Eastern guys are thick. There's a lot of, there's like a very heavily dense like food, right? So I think probably the best genetics comes from that group of guys i think it's the food and, though to be honest and the food listen i i was in dubai a few years ago i've never had better food anywhere yeah that i've been was, i was so impressed not only not only in terms of just enjoying it but mm. just even obviously everything i eat i i have just a habit of looking through it as the lens as a bodybuilder yeah and it's just perfect food in every way perfect For bodybuilding yeah yeah it's got everything but but also even 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 as a it's it's a pleasurable experience as well. It's, I just think it's the best food on the planet. Well, sometimes when I want to cheat and I don't want to get like sloppy cheat, I'll just order Arabic food. It's usually kebabs and like you know kebabs and a pita and some rice or something with lentils in it. Yeah. So it's like all very heavy, dense uh, macros. Be you know? Beautiful food though. Yeah, beautiful yeah. food. So what do you think of my new show? Are you in? Dude, I I will be your first. If you do it, I will be your first. Uh, I'll be gonna, first in line to participate. Are we going to make calzones? If you want me to make a calzone, I will make a calzone. Is that what your food would be? If I, did I guess it right? Would it be a calzone? No, I make a mean seafood dish. I was going to say fish next. You know, there's one time I remember this story. I just thought of this before you came on. We were at the, we were at one of the athletes meetings and I usually don't eat at the athletes meetings. So I'm usually sweating already and I don't want to sweat more. So I would like eat before I got there and eat when I left. I think you were sitting next to me or you're sitting in front of me. And Is this an you, Arnold? Was it Arnold? Or, it, was probably, it was probably an Arnold, yeah. And I remember you opened your Tupperware and you had this very nice rice with like a very flaky looking fish like resting on top with like a little bit of parsley or cilantro or whatever was on it. And then you even had like a lemon sliced and like placed on top. <laughs> I'm like, I'm looking at your food. I'm like, man, my food looks like shit compared to that guy's food. <laughs> so, so i was gonna say seafood i was gonna say like a sea bass or something no dude like it's just like um i mean i guess maybe technically if if from an italian perspective right zuppa de pesce so um all different stuff clams mussels shrimp scallops yeah but now you lost me it's got to be something i can make too oh dude i mean anybody could make it like this is like you could be brainless and make this so I got to have to research your dish and master it before we do the show. You would have to do it? Yeah, because I want to I want to win. I don't want your dish to look Oh, better you than make mine. it too? Yeah, that's the show is I Oh, call... you already lost. You'll never beat me at that. <laughs> you didn't get the concept of the show. It's it's just what we're doing right now, except we're oh, both. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know we're both partaking. We're both, I thought like I'm explaining it. Maybe you're commentating. Ah, that's boring. You're cooking, okay. and I'm cooking, and then we're going to present the dishes to the audience at the end. Is and this they, timed? 
yeah, that's one of the, well, it doesn't, this is one of the things, right? Because bodybuilding is about speed too. So if you take an hour to cook your, you know, like I talked to a guy about it, guy was like, I'm going to make some fresh pasta sauce. I'm like, you're going to be there for two hours. I'm like, I'm just going to pour whatever out of a jar. I'll be done in 10 minutes. So, so the speed is the part of the category, right? But who's, but who's going to judge this though? We'll have a judge. We'll figure out a judge. I didn't figure out that part. I thought the a audience single would judge or a panel. Well, I thought the audience would judge in the comments section. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, dude, I'd crush you. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen your cooking. I, I know. I, I don't. I'll, I'll pick something that I can cook well, and then we'll do it. Okay. <laughs> Evan, whatever, whatever, whatever it is, I will do it. Is there anything you're not good at cooking? I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of things I'm not. Like if you were like Evan, I want you to prepare a beef Wellington. I, I don't, I, I wouldn't know how to do that. Are you into cooking? Like, is there a specific food you're into cooking or are you just into cooking period? Like you cook everything. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's been a while since maybe I cooked something new, but yeah. I mean, I'm open to anything. Yeah. Like, look, dude, there's, there's probably nothing that really, like if, 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 if it was something really technical, like a souffle or something, yeah, I'd be intimidated. Yeah. Um, what about baking? Do you Most ba- things do you, don't scare me. Do you bake? I do not bake. Yeah, I was going to say that's usually, usually a different category. And you would think that that would appeal to kind of my more like meticulous nature because it's all very measured and whatever. But when I cook, I mean, I'm all just, I'm freestyling. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, also, oddly, it's also not something you're going to eat. So maybe that's why you're not as interested. Like you're not going to eat a cake every day. You know what I mean? Like true, true, true. Right. All right. Well, we'll all hash out the details. Well, yeah, dude, whatever it is, whatever you come to, I'm in. I, I love this. It totally appeals to me. Okay. Okay. I'll figure it out. We'll get it done. Um, Evan, until then, thanks for coming on, man. I really, really appreciate it. It was good talking to you. All right, bro. Great talking. Okay, I'll bro. talk to you soon. Take it easy, man. Bye. Bye. Thanks for watching. Please subscribe, share with your friends and like the video. And if you get a chance, check out the description for all the different links to all the different places you can find hostile and myself. And lastly, check out hostile.com for our new line of supplements and all of our apparel and gear. Thanks again for watching.